Hello, hello everyone and welcome to my podcast, A Pint of Imbecile Wisdom, Season 2. And with me today, I truly mean this, is one of my favorite ladies uh, anywhere in the world. Uh, I've known her for 20 odd years uh, and, you know, thanks to her, we reconnected about a year ago, thanks to social media and, and that's what she does at the moment. But I've got with me Ema, who's based out of Dublin in Ireland. And uh, when I met Ema, this was going back about 20 years ago, as I said, in the lovely city of Dubai. She was newlywed and she had just moved to Dubai um, with her husband uh, because he had got a job in Dubai and uh, she was trying to find her, find her footings, I think in a strange new world. And she managed to get a job at Disney as a PA to the vice president uh, of the organization. That's when I met her because I was the IT guy there and we hit it off straight away. And the joke was that Ema didn't know how to use the photocopier. In those days, she would often see her kicking it. And um, with the selection of choicest words, if I may say so, but I always happened to be next to the photocopier at that time. So I was always there to be able to assist if, uh, and uh, you know and that's it and I think uh, uh, two years after that she went back to Ireland with her husband and and then as I said we I think we spoke a couple of times but then we lost touch for a number of years uh, and then we got in touch again and so much has happened and you know uh, I was so proud and so inspired by what she's been doing over these past decade and a half and I said to her, I said, I want to talk to you. So welcome to my podcast, The Mind of Invisible Wisdom. It's conversations for a better world and they're everyday people with everyday inspirational stories. So Ema, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Uh, uh, you're looking well. You're looking very well. And you're looking wonderful as always. <laughs> Comfortable in sunny Ireland, I see. <laughs> yes, it is actually sunny today, which is quite a bit strange, you know, because we we have quite a lot of rain here. Um, but uh, you know what? Uh, it's good for the old complexion, isn't that what they say? Uh, the rain rather than the sun. So um, yeah, so this is great. Uh, Let's start our story with Dubai. So we first met in Dubai in I think nineteen yes. nine, and uh, what brought you out to Dubai and what was it like living in Dubai? Well, I, I, came, I came from Ireland and I, I, I didn't really travel. You know, I wasn't a big traveler at the time. Uh, I'd done a few holidays in Spain and you know France and whatever. But my husband got an opportunity to, he's a head chef, so he got an opportunity to come and cook abroad. And, and I was only married six months. Um, and I, just, I was like thinking, Okay, so, and he says, English speaking country, because most chefs would have to go, they go to Switzerland or France or whatever. So I could cope with that, I thought. So we went, and at the time I didn't, had never really been, I'd never been to the Middle East, I'd never met so many different types of people. Um, and the first couple of months when you're there, you can't work, so cause you have to do the sponsor visa thing and all that. So I'm sure it's different now, um, which may be much easier. So anyway, waiting around and you, you get a call and they go, go for an interview and, and they don't tell you where you're going for the interview. And I remember getting into the lift and going up to the 27th floor of the World Trade Center and they said, turn left. And of course, 
Anyone that's right-handed will always turn right. I'm looking at it going, that's the Chinese embassy. The, Jap the Japanese embassy. I thought it was a Chinese embassy because I can't remember. <laughs> so anyway, the, then I said, no, she said turn left. So I turned left and, and there was uh, the glass doors and I just went, oh, is this a toy company? Because it didn't really twig it. And then I saw Disney, I went, oh, okay, I'll go in. And uh, got the interview with uh, the vice president and uh, uh, the fact that I had just left Ireland and I had worked, I was working at the time for the Irish Stock Exchange. Um, so that's a different world. And he, I think maybe the fact that that might have had a bit of kudos and whatever else, like I got in the door. Um, and, uh, and I remember meetings uh, like, you know, like people from the Philippines and, you know, from America and Scotland and uh, England and, you know, Goa. Uh, and it was just good. This is really different. This is really interesting because in Ireland, like we didn't have a diverse community at the time it, because we were, we're in the way, way, way in the far corner of Europe and, and no one wants to go there except for a holiday um, and, and have a glass of Guinness, as they say, but, you know. So, uh, you stayed in Dubai for a couple of years, or just that yeah, day? yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about two years, and uh, and then I kind of thought, you know what, I I want. I wasn't sure if I want to stay, and you know, you keep thinking, do you want to have little angels of your own, or do you want to just travel on? And I think it was probably the right thing for me to do go back because then we found out that my mother-in-law was dying of cancer. So if we traveled, we would have had to come back anyway. So they say, what's for you won't go by you. So came back and then uh, my first little angel appeared, um, Grace. And uh, yeah, uh, she's actually, would you believe, in university now and she's doing Chinese. Uh, <laughs> Don't do that, yes. So, Sorry, she's supposed to go to China, but because of COVID and all, it's all been put on hold. So we'll, you know, fingers crossed she gets to go and immerse in the language. Because there's no point in doing a language unless you can go to the country that's, and really build on the linguistics, you know, that way. So, um, so um, fingers crossed we get, get her to go. I, I have my own reasons for her to go to Shanghai because then I get a chance to see you stop over in Singapore. Yes. I will. I, I said I would. So you you, you better uh, make sure you lock those doors because I will. <laughs> of course. So then you so you you move back to Ireland after two years yeah. of life, and then you get into motherhood. So yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. The first one came along. Yeah, the, uh, the first one came along and uh, I, I kind of got its feet and I said, I need to be doing something. So um, the way her daddy worked, we were able to juggle if I worked part time. So I went uh, looking for um, a part time role that I felt that would be interesting because uh, it's very hard to leave Disney and go and work somewhere else because there's not a lot of other exciting, <laughs> exciting companies as Disney, you know. But I came across, I, by accident, I met this lady um, who was an employment specialist for a, 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 a it's an organization called St. John of Gods. It's for people with uh, intellectual disabilities and they were looking for someone to come and help, you know, uh, you know, build awareness and work, you know, uh, and help uh, leverage the, the uh, 
what someone with an intellectual disability can do. They wanted to go out to work and have jobs themselves and whatever. So I, I went and it was a totally different, you know, angle for me. And I was marketing their abilities and, you know, getting them employment. And, uh, and it was really, really, you know, a, a worthwhile role. And I loved it. And then fortunately, the second baby, I don't know where I picked him up from, but anyway, he appeared. And I find it very hard to juggle, you know, um, two children and working part time. And at the time, there wasn't great childcare uh, facilities where I lived. And so I had to decide, do I want to be working and, and challenged with time with the children or go focus on them for a few years, get them to school and then reassess the situation. And that's what I did. So I became, I jokingly said, a full time mommy as an F-O-O-L time mommy but uh yeah so got them to school the two of them that was great it was about to start and the third one appeared and i went no this is not working i'm not meant to go back to work someone up there is telling me no 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 we're not letting you back in we can't let you back in so got her um up to school so about five so by this stage it was well over 10 years since i had been working so everything had changed and you know the the photocopiers were not talking to each other if you know what i mean um there the mobile phones weren't bricks anymore uh, people were on the internet a lot more and social media started to evolve and i wasn't sure what kind of employment i i could get you know and what do i do so i am um, I decided to do an evening course in web development because I thought if I work from home, I like the idea of creating things and I like things to look really well. Um, I probably got that from working with Disney. So I decided um, I'd go into web development and did a lot of self-learning as well as the course. Um, I'll, you know? I'll, I'll come to that, but I just want to talk about this. So here you are, you've had some sort of a career, you move back to Ireland. You know, yeah. family reasons and whatever and then you, have, you end up having three children and yes. a lot of women uh, you know go through I, I think most women go through what you went through you know you've, you've had three kids and you're saying what happens now in my life mm-hmm. and as you as you rightly said that it's so common to hear women saying it's been years since I've worked things have changed right yes things have changed I don't know whether I can fit in back into the into the so-called career world and so forth. So you got then you went through exactly those same emotions. Oh yeah. What did you do then? And what was the plunge that you took to overcome that? I tried a few different things. I looked at like things like, oh, create a Friday, maybe I can go and maybe do, you know, write a book. You know, the way we always say everyone says there's a book in you. Um, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, it's after page three, what would be left? I don't know. So I find that a struggle because I said I'm not a writer. So I tried different things. And that's what I would say to people, try different things, you know. Um, but I went and did the evening course in web development. And then I couldn't get my head around Dom. So I went back and did it again. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. You couldn't get your head around it because there's a reason for that and don't shy away. So you went and registered to do an evening course on web designing. It yeah. went all over your head because yeah. typical EMA style, what happened? I know. <laughs> I had no reason to do one because I hadn't got a business and I hadn't anyone to do one. So I was there going, what am I doing this for? 
So my window cleaner was at the door one day and I said to him, do you have a website? And he goes, no. And I said, would you like one? And he goes, yeah, but they're really expensive. And I will tell you what, if you do my windows, I'll do your website. So I went back and did a website and used him as my uh, focus. And uh, your, your window cleaner? My window cleaner, yeah. Wow. And so did that and uh, then it kind of clicked in because I had a reason, you know, um, and I think he got the better deal because <laughs> I don't know, if, uh, you know, I've only so many windows, um, but it was, it was a good uh, project for me. And then I started to do my children's kickboxing teacher at the time. He had two businesses. He is personal trainer and kickboxing. So I did those. And then I did a local lady down the road, her, her uh, shoe shop that I knew. So I was building up a portfolio and getting better and, and um, better understanding. And then a friend of mine was out with me having coffee and she says, you know, uh, she says, oh, are you on Facebook? And I went, no, I'm a view. I, I have a phone. I'm a viewer. I'm not a doer and anything. I said, you know, and so she says, come on, we'll get you on Facebook. So I hesitantly went on that. And then I started to see you know, the, the importance of social media with the website. So I decided I go and do a couple of online courses and self-taught a lot of the stuff going forward. Then I went on and I did the digital marketing course. And, um, and as I was going along, you know, I met a lady actually at a blogging workshop. The kids had got me a blogging workshop for Christmas and I went to, it was in February and uh, i met this lady and she says oh i hot desk up in a, uh, which hot desking means is like where you can go and bring your laptop and your you can have coffee and whatever else and you're, it's not a fixed position but you get out of the house you know and you meet other people other people that maybe are small businesses and i haven't really decided to go into business i was just finding my feet to see could i work for myself or would i be better working for someone else um and so kind of things moved from that forward to there. And I, she was a photographer and a media company uh, combined. She did a lot of events. So I went and I learned about social media at events and how, they, how that works and Twitter and trending hashtags and all that kind of thing. So it's experiences, hands-on experiences, I think are just as valuable as qualifications. So you do this course, completely bizarre thing. The world has changed, you know. Yeah. Online has crept in since the 10 years that you last worked. But you go into yeah. a course, and I've got to tell my viewers this. This is typical email, but I'm saying it because a lot of people might, might do this as well. So when you went to do the web designing course, you walked into the wrong classroom. You walked into the advanced classroom and uh, it went all over your head, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, well, actually, that's slightly, yeah, that's slightly right. No, what happened was um, I had been going to a lot of, you know, events and meeting different people, and people were saying, oh, do you do training in social media? And I went, no, I, I manage, you know. Uh, then I was at a... Um, went to a, a local enterprise office uh, to see what I could do should I go down there with a training and they advised yes go because you've done training with the employment services you were doing and, and other roles that I've been in previous 
So I went into the training qualification. The training qualification, I had just Googled it, train the trainer, and I didn't know there was two parts. So I went and did the second part first. Well, and then I went, I, I, I was really surprised because I thought all my gray, gray matter had been gone because of having three children, you know? They take your wallet, they take your brain, they take your sanity. Um, but um, I got that and I got a distinction. I wasn't really surprised. So I thought, well, gee, maybe I'll go and do the first part now. And I did that and I did just as well. And so I then decided I'd move forward and go and do, become a trainer and help other small business people get you know a handle on social media no pun intended but get them foundations right so they actually have confidence even if they're running a business be able to do it right so that even if they got really busy and they had to hand it over to someone else they know what they're paying for correct so he, so here's the thing right uh, all of this happens and in what's crazy is that you started your first gig with your window cleaner so that was i like, know I, but yeah you didn't wait for an opportunity to come to you you saw that and said hey clean my windows and i'll give you a website so that was great yeah well like i had i thought to myself well you know um i i he's, he's not going to pay me but um because he's no i have no track record so it was a bit of a you know uh, i'll help you out if you help me out you know and yeah. You know, he got a better online presence and you could see the benefits of it, you know. And um, I got the experience and not under pressure of somebody who is saying, I'm paying you for this. And, you know, so it was, I think it was a, a good um, barter for him and for me, yeah. you know. So how did your business start then after that? I mean, how did that happen? I mean, this is your FIT social media marketing. Yeah, I, I, I went to see my dad's accountant and I said, I'm thinking of starting a business now after all the experience. And he said, well, you need a, a business name, you need to register it and all that kind of thing. So I was at home Googling as you do to see, you know, and I was looking up different kind of things. What can I down? What would work? And I wrote down the different social media channel names, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, yeah. Pinterest, and I started moving all the letters around. And uh, I got this idea, how can you fit social media into your day? And that's where the F for Facebook, the I for Instagram, and the T for Twitter came. Yeah. And then I thought I need a logo. So I was, I had paid a graphic designer who I was recommended. And I was looking at little, little phone and little, you know, dumbbells and all this kind of thing. And I just, Somebody said to me, that looks like a phone company. It looks very cartoonish. And I went, no, it's not going to work. So um, I was on the phone, as you do, and you're looking at your messages. And on iPhone, I was looking at the way the messages come up in blue, my text messages. And I went, that looks like a little speech bubble. Yeah. And then I was looking on my phone at other things. And I saw this little red app for uh, uh, one of the, the apps that I have on my phone. And I thought, oh, that could fit into the little speech bubble slightly so talking to the friend i'd met at the blogging workshop she said well we, we put together we did it in photoshop in a couple of minutes and she made it from a rectangle and the little tail on it on, and then we put the little uh, box in and colored it red and the blue and that's kind of my how my logo came around um, and i just gradually started building up my profile. I built my own website to start with. And, you know, 
there is a lot of outgoings, but if you can do it yourself or find somebody who can help you, you know, um, to do that, that can take a little bit of pressure off. But if you can't and you have to do yourself, it is a long road. I mean, if somebody said to me five, what, four or five years ago, you'll have to go all through all these hoops. It could put you off. So sometimes not knowing is a good thing. Um, but being around the right people and having people that you can align yourself with, um, I w you know, trust is a big thing. And there are other people out there that you think you can trust and then they let you down. So you have well, that is a big thing, you know? That would happen anyway in, in, mm. in any uh, parts of life. But so mm. there you are, you've, you know, you've, you've done the training on web, on web uh, website creations, you've done social media marketing, you've done a little bit of business, blogging and everything else. Mm. And then you started your career with doing a website for your window cleaner. Mm. Uh, then you started your business. But you today are also the only co-host in Dublin on on I think Dublin's only social media radio uh, talk show, along with you know your your colleague Phil. So how did the yeah. happen? Um, I through the the lady that I met at the blogging workshop. Um, I um was going to an event and I put out on social media to say I was going to this event uh, just outside Dublin, and it was a networking event and there was different speakers and. You know, uh, use the hashtag, and I, I met this guy through LinkedIn, and he said he was going too. And uh, I didn't realize that he actually had a radio show himself on the same station that I was going later down the line. I went and ended up on the same station. So wow. he said to me, "Would like to do an interview with me with a couple other, you know, startup businesses." And I went, "Okay." And I thought, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, you know. So anyway, we were with uh, a couple of different GDP, GDPR specialists, which went way over my head, you know, and uh, an interior design architect. And there was me and I'm going, not getting this at all, you know, but I did my thing. You're trying to, trying to blend in with the other conversations, you know? So he invited me back and said, would you come back? And I said, yeah, I will. If I can come back and do an interview with people that are in, this, in the same, you know, kind of uh, sphere as me. You know, one is, I said, I invited Philip, who's my co-host now. He's the social media strategist. And then uh, another friend of mine, who's a uh, LinkedIn and outreach specialist, uh, Vicky Keenan. Uh, so we went on to the interview and then the Joe Dalton, who's the interviewer said, you know what, um, we could do with a show that would be focused on social media, would you consider it? And I went, no, I'm not coming back. <laughs> and he says, no, no, go off and think about it, seriously. And I went, well, okay, but I don't really want to do it on my own, I was thinking. So I met Philip afterwards for coffee and I said, listen, he suggests I, I should do a show, but I don't want to do it on my own. And he said, uh, foolishly said, I sure I come on with you. And I said, uh, okay so we started off with a half hour show once a month and they repeated and i was trying to think of what would you what would you call the show and what kind of angle and so we called the show let's get social because i felt people want to get the understanding of social but also want to be social yeah. so to get it and be social 
And then I was driving home one day and I heard somebody telling jokes on the radio. So I rang up Philip and went, I know we're supposed to start this show now next week, but we have to keep everything evergreen, as you know, because they don't know if it'll take off. We can't really talk about summer, Christmas, Easter, whatever. And he said, uh, yeah, so what are you thinking? I said, what about something like social media jokes? And every week since then, and we're hitting nearly 80 shows, he has a social media joke. And I'm like the little emoji monkey with my hands over the face going, that is so bad. Um, but it makes us a little bit different, I think, because, you know, social media can get too serious and people get a little bit overwhelmed. And we like to keep it simple and have a little bit of fun. And like you and I are talking now, that's the kind of way I think it would appeal to people because there's always something coming over the hill, some new update or some new platform and people get a bit overwhelmed. And I, I don't believe in any big words. No big words is my view. And, you know, just do what you have to do. Because if you were to stay on social media all day, you'd get no work done. You'd have no business. So I believe in keeping it simple. And that's why the show, I feel, works um, for, yeah. on so many levels that way. You know? So with all of these hats that you wear, Nina, what is it mm-hmm. that you now? What's it be like in the life of Nina? Well, I'm on Zoom a lot because we're on COVID. Um, I miss the in-person meeting people face to face. So for me, when I'm doing training, it's generally on Zoom. Um, and hopefully that will change now that vaccine is rolling out and things let new social distancing might become a little bit more or less restrictive and that kind of thing. Um, I would be... I'm be- I am a bit of a people person, so I like, you know, uh, I don't like talking to myself all day, so maybe I'll make a few phone calls and, you know, I'm, you know, updating my own website with different things, write a blog and, you know, putting out um, social posts and um, in it looking for lovely guests for the show um, and um, do, trying to do keep myself up to date with what's going on so my clients, when I work with them, get the best and the the quickest way round of things rather than having to go check something out I can just go right well this means this this, and this and that will you don't have to worry about that or you know um and take away that kind of worry and and fear because I think sometimes the not knowing can be worse because you're going oh should I know about this and should I be on this platform and should I be doing this And, and half the time you don't need to you know because you should just really be on the platforms where your audience and your customers are likely to be. And that doesn't mean we all should be on Snapchat or TikTok because generally the kind of clients I work with, their, their, their audience is not on that, those platforms, you know? They're maybe a slightly older, older demographic. Um, and uh, that's why I always say don't have to be on everything, you know, be on, get comfortable with one or two platforms and don't spread yourself too thin. Um, and that's how you will build up a, a decent online presence, you know? But here's the thing, what really gets to me in a positive way about you, you know, is that, you know, you're not looking for opportunities to come knocking at you, you're actually creating those. So even though you can't go out, but you're still looking at blogging and making phone calls and talking to people and seeing, how you can actually keep yourself relevant and mm. you know 
basically driving it yourself. I think I think a lot of I think a lot of mothers, you know, uh, that have gone through, you know, like having kids and then trying to find mm. their footing back in a world that that is truly theirs. I think we'll go through the same thing. So, what message would you would you have to a, a lot of women out there, you know, who've you know seen themselves go past this whole thing of having kids and now want to get back into doing something for themselves and you know uh, have their own identity again, so to speak? What would you say to them? Think about what interests you. You know, there's no point in going and going back down the, the, the career path or, or working for yourself if it's something that you're not happy doing. You know, life is too short and you should try something that you feel that you're comfortable with. Um, you know, some people might be happy just, you know, sitting down and saying, I'm going to write that book, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, I've been inspired actually by a, a, an ex-colleague of ours who's just written a book. Um, and she's yeah. seems to be the best thing she's ever done. Um, and then there is another lady. I'm thinking, just think of people that I work with. Um, another lady who has a uh, a little um, like lifestyle store uh, in England, and she sells a mix of clothes and and homeware and you know uh, jewelry and all. And so she decided, I'm going to open a shop. Um, and then maybe you feel that you want to go back to college and focus on getting a qualification that will maybe open doors for a part-time job that means that you can balance whatever you feel wherever your family stage is if you're very young children it's very hard you may end up having to study online at night when they're in bed you know um but again i would say is try and find your little tribe of people that you feel that under, that you're comfortable with, you know, um, because it's as you go on, you, I've noticed also that as my children grew, my different, you know, friendships change because you go to the mother and toddler group, then they go off and they go get a job and you never see them again, you know, or, you know, they go you're maybe doing the school runs and then as they get older that you don't do the school runs and then you don't have that social interaction and then you can become very lonely. Um, you might want to decide I'm going to go and join a gym and meet some people. Don't stay at home and be on your own. That's what I'm trying to say, you know, um, do something to start with and it might evolve into something that will get you uh, a possible career or a job or start your own business or something. My advice is don't stay at home when the kids are off doing their thing because this is me your time to get back on the horse and do something for you and yeah. feel like you're not just John's mom or Mary's mom. You're you're you still are a person. You still have things to offer and wow. um, that's what I I think. I'm kind of glad I did do what I did. I probably went around the houses. You know, and when I think I, you know, when I look at now, you know, my daughter's going to university. I never got to university, so, wow. um, okay. you know. So the thing is, very quickly, you know, what were some of the challenges that you encountered along along the way, especially, you know, once you decided to sort of get back on the horse, so to speak. Some of the challenges maybe you want to talk about and how you overcame. Time, 
time can be a challenge because you've got if you're a busy household and you're all of a sudden you're you're trying to okay the mornings are get them to school you know or and uh, and you have to fit in you know the house doesn't look after itself so you have things to do there and then you're thinking right i'm going to do two or three hours of whatever it's a lot better now than it was when i was doing it maybe five years ago because there weren't online courses that you could do or business courses you know that you could do and um, like start your own business and all they weren't online you had to go so you had to work out the timings for all that and see if it's the right thing for you and have that commitment and um, and so i think the internet brings a lot of pluses and then also the social platforms like if you're looking at for example Facebook, there's a job section on Facebook and a lot of businesses and companies won't advertise with recruiters or some of the big, uh, you know, um, recruitment websites. They'll go through Facebook because there could be their ideal possible um, employee on Facebook looking at jobs and that's only where they're advertising. So again, it's, it's thinking to yourself, what kind of time can I allocate to do this and you know because all of a sudden you might find there's days that you're spending a lot more time on this and I have done that myself and you do regret it and then you say look I need to pair back this time and so it's it's a juggling act so trying to get that little bit of a balancing act is a challenge and that's what I find was difficult and then getting out and you're having to network if you're starting to work for yourself because you have to start building face to face and in person um, and 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 picking and choosing events don't go to every opening of every envelope because again that doesn't that defeat the purpose you may at the start have to do that but um i would say it's like be very careful with your time and look at what direction you're going and make sure it's the right event you're going to go to you know because you can get easy you know made to say oh i should be doing this when you really maybe don't need to do that you know you don't need to join a certain group and you don't need to go to a certain event you know focus on what you really need to do that's what i would say so time would be a big thing you know finally how important is family like your husband and your kids role in this how important has their role been in this journey of yours it's been challenging because you're always trying to say to your kids get off your phone and yeah and my husband up until recently would never have been on any kind of social media and didn't really get what i was doing and uh unfortunately a friend of his was dying of motor neuron disease and he couldn't really talk and i said listen his only outlet and i was connected with him on facebook is on facebook where he can tap or vote you know like somebody would tap his messages or his posts for him and I said, you could be making interaction there with him. So he went on to, now he's more on Facebook than I am, if you know what I mean. Um, and my kids are like, you know, they don't like the idea that I'm on Instagram and I can go and have a view of what they're up to and whatever else. So in some ways, it's a good um, uh, way of keeping track of what they're at. And then they start to see, oh, mom is doing this. And they're getting to start to see that it is it's a benefit to them because oh mommy's mommy's made a couple of quid today and she might buy me something nice or whatever you know that way uh, jokingly but yeah it, it's trying to get the balance because i want my kids to see that i if you work hard and you make an effort absolutely 
you you might get them to see you know what i don't have to go to university and i'm not saying you don't have to go to university, but not everybody's up to it like i have two children that are severely dyslexic and one who isn't and the one who's doing the chinese that she's doing and blah 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 where the other two are very creative and so it could be art college or it could be something else you know you don't know everyone's different and nobody could be put in the same box so Yeah. It's so true, you know, because your kids are going to see that mommy's done this and she's, you know, she's going to taught herself and she's going to done all of these things. Mm. And it could be an inspiration for them in some way or the other in their life. Maybe in, a, maybe in about 20 years when they actually appreciate me, but not now. They're just going, oh, she's on the phone again yeah. <laughs> or she's on Zoom again. But um, yeah, uh, but I, I, have, I have to say it's been a really good learning curve for me. And I just say, look, if you're sitting at home and you're wondering, should I try something? Should I do it? Give it a go, give you know? A, yeah, give it a go. Give it a go. If you're not in, you can't win. Yeah. Isn't that what they said? So, look, you know, honestly, you know, you know, I love talking to you every time we speak. But I said this to you when we reconnected, what last mm-hmm. year, and you know what you were up to. I said to you immediately, this is so inspiring. It's an everyday woman with an everyday story, but yet so inspiring to everyday people who are in the same in the same place as you. You know. Yeah. So I think it's it's amazing that to see you do it because I think a lot of women will be inspired that they too can actually get back on the horse as you said. So and there's actually I'm just going to say there's one friend of mine um for we wrap up because I know you're you're there we can't sit here we could talk all day you and I. But she she went and did a a, a craft, you know, um it was a coffee morning thing and they were making you know, jewelry and, and bits and pieces. And now she started a business and it's all to do with angels, creating like little door hangers and car uh, angels. And, um, you know, uh, her her business is starting to, to blossom for her um, because people, you know, uh, can, uh, what's the word? Uh, they can connect with angels in a sense. They understand, you know, it's, it's something that can be quite powerful. Um, And uh, she decided, will I or won't I? And it was from the people that she was with when, if you don't give it a go, you'll never know. Yeah. I mean, and that, and, you know? You go on, yeah. Um, and, and I think like listening to her story, it just shows you, you know, just because you're over a certain age doesn't mean that you're washed up. You know, you've got life experiences and you have understanding, you probably have empathy, which someone who's a lot younger wouldn't have. Um, and you probably have something that would interest people because, you know, there's someone out there. It's a bit like when you go dating, you don't know if someone's ever going to chat you up or even give you a dance or, you know, whatever. Or do you ever think you'll ever get married? Probably not. But you won't know. So I, I feel like, like, see, this is the next you're you're getting out there and you're giving it a little go and uh, you never know what could happen from your kitchen table to yeah. the sky's yeah. the limit yeah. you know you know the thing is like my mom uh, like like most mothers is a great cook and you know i always associate comfort with, with the food that my mom used to feed me but over yeah. the years i've realized that she's actually a good cook and i wish she would just put on her phone and cook and just upload them onto YouTube, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just something to give her, to give her 
an extra what about, what about it if she wrote a book and lovely photographs of the food she might not feel so um you know uh kind of you know conscious of going on because i don't like going on camera you know i really don't um so maybe that could be something she could do well she's a 70 plus catholic woman living in goa who's fixing her ways at the moment so uh yeah i'm gonna have to all she has to do is write the recipes and she you does. do a little intro she has got all the recipes written and I, I think without my sister knowing one day i'm going to exploit it and Brian, uh, I think. Well, you've written books, so you you would be the perfect person yeah. to. So, yeah. yeah. Just so make look, sure she put puts puts your name in it. You know, make sure she uh, she said uh, that you get some sort of credit. You know, credit on the book. Now that's what I'd be sure. You know, making sure. You know. Well, I, I was thinking of every recipe being named after me or having my name in in the, in the recipe name. I I would uh, I would you know chicken to core. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. There you go, there you go. There, yeah. So, uh, yeah, keep posted on it. If, if she needs a little help with her Facebook and her and her Instagram, let me know, yeah, you know. Exactly. It's always lovely talking to you and having you on the podcast Thank you. is amazing. You really Thank are you very much. And I'm I very flattered that you asked me because there's so many other very talented people that you know. And uh, I, I'm just, you know, said to myself, is he a bit mad asking me, but you know, um, there you go. Thank you very much. We all do stuff, but listen, all the best in everything else that you do. And I can't wait to hear more and more about your journey and all the great things that you're gonna, I know you're gonna achieve. So let's thank you very uh, much, Tom. Let's watch the space, Emma. Mm-hmm.